Hi everybody, Russ here and uh, Grizzly too, and it's UFO, paranormal, and cryptics, and just about anything else. How are you doing, Grizzly? Oh, doing fine. Hello, Lala. Uh, no, you did not miss it. Uh, poor uh, Russ, uh, he had his teeth worked on, and he put in the wrong time. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're not going to believe this. So you all watched last night's show, right? And about Sasquatch throwing dung on the oh, cigar yeah. smoker, right? Yeah. Uh, so I just lost it before we came on the show. So, Lala, if you're going over a bridge, so hopefully you're not going to to, to crash. So if, if you're driving, uh, exactly. keep both hands on the wheel. And if you're on a uh ladder get off the ladder uh but if you heard last night's show about the cigar smoker and bigfoot uh russ take over yeah well it was uh very late uh, as usual listening to uh grizzly's show and um i was listening to the the chap telling the story about um in, investigating this case where a gentleman had gone out and he always smokes a, I couldn't understand what kind of a cigar he meant, but anyway, he was smoking a, a, a cigar. illegal cigar, right? Oh, yeah. right. From Cuba. Oh. Right. Oh, right. Anyway, the taste nice, by the way. Um, anyway, so, and the, this, this uh, Bigfoot must have got annoyed with him because of the smell or something. And um, threw an handful of dung right at him, smack bang in his face, as he was taking his glasses off. I think he said, "What is no?" As he was, what was he? Taking, taking a, a a puff of his cigar and and it smacked him right in the in the kisser. And I was laughing. I, I was laughing because I remembered two stories. One about me being at the zoo with me, my mum and dad and my sister, but one about when I was with uh, the school, and uh, we'd gone. I think it was, um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Manchester Zoo, or if it wasn't Manchester Zoo, it, I think it might have been the new one had just opened called Flamingo Park. Um. And what happened was, we was all around, and the teachers let us go, and were told to be on his best behaviour, you know. So most of us was, apart from one friend, and I say friend, school friend, you know, we're all friends supposedly, and we'd gone, and there was this big massive cage with monkeys in. And what happened? My friend, he picked a stone up from the ground and he'd gone right up to the cage and he'd thrown this stone at this monkey. And the next thing, there was such a scream and this little monkey was jumping and holding its head and, oh, it was really, really, you know, sort of like jumping up and down and, you know, and we, we could not believe what he'd done. And 
he's sort of like, we're laughing. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. You know. And we didn't think it was funny. You know, there were a couple of people that were laughing, you know, sort of like, and God only knows why you'd laugh at something like that, an animal being hurt. But probably I think they laughed because it was a bit of a nasty person, really. And um, they were probably laughing because they were thought they might get a brick thrown at them or worse. So the next thing, what we knew, this big monkey had come and it was rubbing this little monkey's head and kissing it, you know, sort of thing, and looking at it like that and sort of like rubbing it. And the monkey had pointed this little monkey had pointed and it was jumping up and down. Uh, I won't mention his name. But so what happened next was, and I seen this, right? Yeah, and I could not believe it. The monkey, when, when he pointed over at him and he had his back turned now and he was saying, pointing, <laughs> did you see that? The monkey picked this brick up bigger than the one what he threw. It run right at the fence, woof, straight through the fence, back of his head. He copped, he copped it just the same as a little monkey. Well, he was jumping up and down, holding his head. There were a lump the size of a, a cricket ball. Well, no, um, a, what do you, um, a golf ball. And that will then, so it might have, anyway, so, you know, it just goes to show you, when somebody tells you a story about something, and, you know, there's part of you thinking, no, never, did it really do that? But when you've witnessed something where a monkey, you know, sort of like a primate has, has done something and thrown something, at somebody else, and you witnessed it. Wow, you know that is so, crazy. Like, you know, so the thing is, yes, they do do things like that. You know, there's there's no doubt about it. They do um, throw things, and to to throw pull, yeah, probably do as well, um, because I've I've seen them do that as well but i've seen that on tv you know like with these shows where it shows you you know what happens next and it shows you you know a monkey throws pull and but the thing is the people are behind glass and it, it throws pull at them so it doesn't actually hit them but you know and that's on tv but when you've seen it live for yourself that's a, a different ball game you wow. know, so wow. I, I definitely believe the guy. If that guy says it, it threw pull, you know, sort of like, but the thing is, be careful because, you know, if they'll throw pull, they'll throw stones, they'll throw rocks, boulders, they'll even throw tree trunks. You know what I mean? If if they're if they're in a mood and you've upset them, you know what I mean. So you were so you got a kick last night then watching that show, didn't you? It just reminded me. It just reminded me. I thought it reminded me of school. 
you know, sort of like uh, when we went to Flamingo. I'm sure it was Flamingo Park Zoo. Because it was new. I cannot believe that. Yeah. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, teachers came and they said, well, you know, I've seen what you did. Serves your eight. In a Yorkshire accent. Serves their eight. You know, that poor, how do you think the poor monkey felt when you threw that at it? You know, so. <laughs> wow, I, that is wild. Can you imagine that? Thank you, Lala. Uh, can you imagine that, ladies and gentlemen, that poor little baby monkey or juvenile monkey? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that adult monkey singled that child out, right? Yeah. And picked yeah. up that larger brick or rock and lodged that at that child that threw that object and hit hit their child in yeah. that crowd i mean <laughs> wow i mean when he was telling me this in the green room i i lost it <laughs> i was like unbelievable yeah but because uh, you know we, we do hear that they throw you know items at people yeah. in the woods right Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call them, you know. Uh, thank you, Law Law and Science Bob. I mean, I, I I cannot believe that. I would love to have that on film, just both yeah. incidents or any incidents at all, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, this this was back in the seventies. Now, you know, this was back in the seventies, and we wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have been, would have, I tell you, would have been. Probably something like 13 year old. Do you know what I mean? So we weren't that young. We were old enough to know better. You know what I'm saying? We were old right. enough to know better not to do that. You know, but he, he thought it was funny, you know, sort of like, and I must admit, nobody else. And I mean, were people, there were other people there with the families walking around. Uh, and uh, there wasn't happy about it because the kids were crying, you know, because the, monk, the little monkey, I'm not looking, you know, sort of like it went half yelping. You know, I can I can almost remember, you know, it's yelp, you know, screeching sort of thing. Making a right din. And I'm not surprised, you know, when a fool does that. Unbelievable, you know. But I had to I had to tell you about that, you know, sort of like uh, because when you've experienced it yourself, you know, sort of like uh, you know, and you've seen something happen. Wow! Which I suppose someone always says to me, "You always seem to see things, Russ." Well, yeah. Well, I've got to that age now where. I've seen a lot of things, you know, sort of like, and some things, believe me, I wished I hadn't have seen, you know, um, that wasn't a nice thing to see, you know, right. sort of like, but at least it got its just dessert, you know, sort of like with the, I don't know whether it was the mother or father, you know, sort of like uh, the bigger monkey that came and, and looked at it and rubbed its head and, and what have you. But just like a human being, just like a human being would, came over to it, you know, put arm round and rubbed its head and looked, and and it looked like there were a lump as well on on the the little monkey's head, as well, and uh, you know, sort of like he was lucky, he was lucky 
that uh, nobody grasped him up. You know, wow. sort of like because uh, I think if they would have known, I, I think the whole school would have been banned from from going to that uh, park and that zoo. You know, right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that is something that uh, just reminded me last night. You know, with the cigar chap smoking and getting a fistful of dollars. <laughs> well, you know, I couldn't figure out, ladies and gentlemen, when, when Russ, when he came on, he was laughing. And he was like, you're not going to believe this, Grizzly. And I'm like, what? He was like, when I was in school and he told me the story, I was like, no, why? I was like, what? I'm like, you got to <laughs> tell the story. And he was like, I was laughing. And I was like, you know, because the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes is nothing but foo, 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 you know? Yeah. And, it, you know, and it was just like, I was like, you know, unbelievable, you know? I mean, I cannot imagine. I mean, he was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like. John seemed to be entertained as well. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I just, you know, I mean, there's certain things in life I cannot deal with, you know, but when it comes to, you know, bodies and, and stuff like that, I'm good, but other stuff I'm, 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 I'm done. So, I mean, but uh, you know, a guy never does has touched a cigar from my understanding since. <laughs> so, Well, so I <laughs> I was going to say something, but I don't want to lower the tone of the show. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, we don't want to go in the ditch, no, right? What, so, but what what I couldn't understand about what he said was about setting fire and pouring petrol and then chucking and then it going up. Oh, well, I, I didn't I didn't quite get get what he meant. Oh, Did he so, say that? Yeah, it went all over the, the yard and the house. No, but when he said the flames and, and it, it, it blew up. Yeah. Why did it blow up? I, I, I didn't uh, understand that Yeah, it, he put too much he out of fury and frustration. And, you know, because we got five-gallon right, gasoline it. cans. Yeah, so, yeah. So I've, 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 I've put I, too I, much I, gasoline on a campfire before and burnt my arm hair and eyebrows. And so, yeah, because I thought he meant that the pole was inflammable. Oh, no, it, it, it went all over the yard, evidently. You know, kaboom, you know, yeah, flipping, so, heck. yeah. So, so that was, uh, you know, like the, the, the early morning show, sort of like, and my sister shouting down to me, you know, what are you laughing at? Do you know what time it is? So, <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I thought I better not tell her. If... <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it, you know, I mean, I mean, we hear a lot of interesting stories, right? And a lot of encounters. And we always think we got that interesting encounter, and we always think that that one always tops the, the icing on, on the, 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 yeah. the topper of the cake. And it, it's somebody always is the next level. 
And I, I don't know. It's just like, and then you tell me about the one at the at the school when you were younger, and it's like, wow, and and, and it shows that intelligence level, right? Oh yeah. In the primates and how intelligence that they can communicate and mm-hmm. single out somebody in a crowd. Yeah. And know which one that did it yeah. and lodge that object back at that individual to, to pay paybacks. Yeah. That's just like, that's crazy. This is it. I mean, it's, you know, the saying, seeing is believing. And yeah, you know, that, that goes a long way. You it know, really I'm, I'm not saying just anybody in the crowd, I'm saying the one that threw the object. Oh, yeah. It, it picked him out, pinpointed him. Yes. And to, to, to hit him at the back of the noggin, you know, sort of like just unbelievable, you know. And it went because it went up and sort of like because the, the fences are, uh, have got holes in them and they're right. not really big holes, but it were big enough for him to get the, the brick through. They had, the, well, it wasn't an half Charlie, but it was quite a big brick. And to to get it through, accurate, oh, hell, that hurt. And to sort of like straight across through the hole, the gap, and hit him, you know, sort of like, well, well quite a, an achievement. But then again, Damn. you know, sort of like the, the lad that did it, I nearly mentioned his name then. The lad that did it, you know, sort of like um, how he managed to hit it as well, I don't know, because there were a, there were like a fence in front of a fence. If I remember rightly, there were a fence in front of the fence. So how he hit something, but he meant to hit it. You know what I mean? There's no doubt. You don't throw something where there's monkeys and expect not to hit something. You know what I mean? Right, right. He 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 he'd done it on purpose. It had it had gone there in that direction purposely to hit that monkey, you know, as far as, as and the thing is, um I think everybody else realized the same. In fact, I think one of the teachers was, you know, a bit sloughing with the old, you know, you know, bring you out for a, a day out and, and uh, you know, and you don't behave yourselves. So then that uh, that puts it on all of us then. You know, one person misbehaves and then we all cop for it, you know, sort of like, which is not fair, you know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've heard that they'll throw anything at houses, anything yeah. around. You know, sort of like um, originally um, going back when they were doing some um, uh, road work up um, above California, you know, um, near the area where they took that first photograph of um, the the Bigfoot. Um, and uh, the the said that there'd been all sorts thrown around, you know, massive big um, truck tires that had been thrown or looked like they'd been thrown quite a distance and trees, you know, sort of like uh, being pulled down and thrown and 
another um, objects and, and, and stuff that had been thrown. And then what you're hearing then, again, is that uh, people say that, uh, you know, there's um, bricks being thrown, you know, um, rocks being thrown, um, big, you know, slabs of trees, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, being uh, thrown at houses, you know, log cabins and, you know, um, because, well, why are they doing that? Obviously, they're attracting the people to the fact that they're there, you know, to start off with. You know, you, you've um, you've got people there that uh, can't really say that Bigfoot doesn't exist because when there's something coming to your house and throwing things at your house, you know, um, they must they must have an insight to just what's doing it. You know. Yeah. Well, Thomas from Squatch Island, he'll tell you. Uh, yeah. He gets paid up in uh, Canada. Uh, the loggers will pay him during the off season to go up there and sit on their camps and watch their equipment, so Sasquatch won't tear up their uh, cabins and uh, equipment and their. Uh, whatever else uh stuff they have laying around and uh and he, he says they, they pay him good money and uh all the food he can eat well i'm not surprised i mean if you have a look i mean it's like vandals you know it, it's it's more or less what vandals do to right. some of these um building sites you know and what they're saying is sometimes there's that much damage by vandals with the machinery that sometimes it's not worth doing the jobs in that area. Well, you a know? lot of people get scared and then when they quit and they won't come back. Well, I could understand that. So, and they have a high turnover rate. Some people do, but when they don't hire people to watch during the off season, uh, you know, they lose so much money with equipment and damage. So that's what Thomas has said on several of my shows that, you know, he'll go up there and he, sometimes he'll take a buddy with them and pay a buddy to go up there and he'll spend a month or two up there and just guard and hang out and camp. And I mean, they got cabins and trailers up there to live in, you know, because that's where they work, you know, where they're doing the, you know, cutting down and lumber and, and you yeah. know, cultivating or cutting down the trees and stuff. So, wow. It just makes you wonder. I mean, you know, I mean, it must be, um, it must be lucrative, but it must be, you know, for them to, to get somebody in. And they've got um, what the what they're calling uh, a nice number, where they're getting a nice pay, you know, maybe even pay somebody else to go with them out of his own pocket, sort of thing, and all the food they can eat. Wow, you know, some people would do it just for food and and sleep and and stuff. I suppose now, in in some areas, you know, sort of like we've uh, the job situation. But then again, some people won't do it for all the tea in China. Right, right. You know what I mean? 
you you know some people uh, you see if you've if you've experienced that working there you know sort of like and you've you've had to pack a job in because you've been so scared that um all the money that they're saying that you know you've got isn't enough to to keep you in a job you know sort of like you can understand just how how frightened some of these people must be yeah there's uh, actually been even some of the tv shows uh that are filmed in america in some in alaska uh they have actually some of the lumber mills have actually lost employees uh yeah. because of uh sasquatch and bigfoot encounters because they get freaked out and then and, and they can't keep hired help uh because some of their lumber mills are so remote so uh so that's been noticed on some of the shows. So it, it's something that's been documented. And, uh, you know, when Thomas, you know, when he talked about it, I mean, he kind of laughed because, you know, I mean, he's, uh, I don't know. I can't remember what tribe he's from and he's well known up there in British Columbia. Yeah. Right. And he's got his own uh, Facebook group and he was the one with Meldrum and David Plotties and everything on that cruise where Meldum got sick and everything, but, uh, and he's, you know, and he's openly talks about Sasquatch and, and he does tours and everything and, and stuff like that. And, and he's not the only one, uh, no. you know, look at old bear, you know, people call him, uh, when, you know, people have problem with Bigfoot or Sasquatch, uh, when it comes to uh peepers or property damage or destruction and vandalism and yeah. uh and they call him out to, to go out there and he deals with the problem trials or the problem sasquatches so That's right. i was watching one program and um one of the chaps had become ill because he said that uh you know like there's all all the signs that there was uh, sasquatch bigfoot around you know in these areas where where they were looking and they weren't just looking there for any reason it's because the, these areas are what you call areas of uh, interest and that means that people had reported bigfoot and sasquatch in these areas you know where they've been called out to to look and to research with a film crew and one of the guys he just become ill with like this thumping headache and sort of like a pain inside his head emanating out you know and what it is i'd, I'd watched one or two because I, I i watched to be honest i watched bigfoot and um sasquatch you know sort of like um cryptic you know sort of like programs now more than ufos to be honest and um it's not the first time i've come across this in fact there's a lot of people that seem to be saying and it's where there's like um uh, cryptics you know sort of like where there's either bigfoot 
or even dogmen or even these wolf men like werewolves that um the seeming to be getting like really bad pains in the red and like a super migraine um you know sort of like i suffer from migraine and and a lot you know and um but the, what they were saying it's like one of these migraines you know that you get where um it's like a stroke you can be you you can get a migraine to to the point where you you can't talk and you, your hearing goes and you can't see your vision goes and you get this like it's more than a headache you know you feel like you're dying really and the number of people that are talking about this on these shows where they've gone into these areas you know where th there's uh, bigfoots and sasquatch and dogmen and even these wolf men that have been seen have said this about these headaches and what have you you know it's just unbelievable you know and again we, we were talking and i think the chap brought this up last night a little bit um in between sort of like talking about the 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 dung being thrown but about um some kind of frequencies and you brought something up which i didn't realize and it was um you, you'd mentioned that they had they said that um some of the sasquatch have um two arts. is that right so allegedly uh there was an incident uh with uh a person and i won't say his name because his youtube channel got taken down that when uh -huh. he was uh, a young child in his teens uh he would play with the juvenile sasquatch and uh it went south and he nearly got uh killed he was attacked and uh his got his clothes ripped off and uh what set it off uh they were playing footsies up in the loft of the barn and uh, and they were just acting like kids right yeah and they were making faces and pushing their feet against each other and uh he beat his chest and he set this juvenile sasquatch off and the juvenile attacked him well you remember he lived out in the country and you know 45 years ago nobody had central air so remember in the country open windows yeah you know uh the family heard screaming uh weird noises uh the father came running uh saw his son uh the father had a shotgun uh, uh took a shot didn't do nothing the juvenile took off uh the daddy showed up uh make a long story short uh juvenile broke into the neighbor's house the neighbors came down heard what's going on all the commotion uh that came through the bathroom window 
the the family member took a shot or two it escaped out of the house they tracked it down recovered the body and uh they performed autopsy on it and they took pictures of it and they took the pictures to school and uh for show and tell and that's when the government got involved the indian tribe and everybody else all hell broke loose and uh and it is all unfolded on the air and it all came to light and the guy's youtube channel got shut down and he told the story how his family got threatened and the elders of the indian tribe and the government officials threatened the family and so forth i mean it's it very very detailed story wow. so and when they did when the family uh did the autopsy on on the juvenile they noticed that it had two hearts in it so uh but they did they they confiscated the pictures of course right so they didn't have the pictures but they he he testified to that and uh he still had the scars and uh to prove the attack and so forth so when it comes to uh the headaches and the migraines and uh, disorientation out in the woods yeah. and so forth. There are two theories on this. And this is where a lot of people say this happens. Uh, one theory is, is that they resonate such different vibrations and frequencies, right? Yeah. That their aura on, around them are so strong, their magnetic field is that when we get close to them it disorients us right so their energy fields makes us sick that's one theory and some people say that that is true that they have to tell them the ones that are close to them and it's been around them for a lifetime tell them they have to back their energy levels down that's what we were told uh second uh theory is is that infrasound right uh is that they can hit you with infrasound, you know, to where they can disrupt us. Uh, we know that the government uses that as weapons and to disrupt our thought process. And we know that we can use frequencies to actually to cure different illnesses in different countries uh, within ourselves. Uh, I notice uh, I'm going up for uh, spinal stimulation on October 17th. To, to maybe see if I'm a candidate for the implant. Uh, now, there's two different parts of that. One, they use a frequency to uh, resonate into the spinal cord to a certain frequency to pinpoint nerves, yeah. to stun them, to burn them, right, at a certain frequency, or they're going to implant wires to will be like a, a TENS unit full time bobby right Wild, right so wow. that's interesting so so now we know that it is possible and plausible that we know that frequencies do vibrate and like on the show last night different crystals and minerals had frequencies too right so right, and yeah. it was interesting that old bear was talking about that when he was out during west virginia or somewhere that he noticed that one location he was finding certain color or quartz that as he walked up the mountain, they were spiraling. 
And as he went up, they spiraled all the way up to a point, right, to the top of the mountain. And he made note of it and drew a diagram. And then after so many months, he was watching another show on a podcast. And he realized that, hey, wait a minute, that this guy's camping and he found the same thing. And he reached out to him, but he didn't really say too much. And it was similar. So, and then he talked to Kat from Australia, which is into crystals and vibrations and string yeah. theories and remote viewing and dowsing and trying to put the pieces of the puzzles together, right? So then, you know, is this another theory that they're using that as a protection barrier or a beacon, uh, you know, as a gathering place or a warning, you know, or... Uh, you know, is this a place to where if you come into this area, you're breaking the vibration of the frequency level and we know that you're here. It's a it's like a alarm system. So that now that's you know, I know it's reaching out there, but you know, is it plausible? Because if they can see through different spectrums that we cannot, right? Because we think that they can see IR and infrared that we cannot, just like other animals, and they can probably hear other frequencies that we cannot hear. Because we know they can vocalize that we cannot vocalize in different megahertz and in hertz levels, right? Uh yeah. beyond the spectrums that we cannot. So that is possible. So, uh, you know, like the electronics, like I've got monitors to the left and right in front of me. So if I get my EMF detector out, I imagine I'm setting off some electromagnetic fields around me and it's probably resonating through my body. So, yeah. So I think that it is possible. Now, uh, Bigfoot Michigan Rob, uh, we had him on one of our shows and mine, Belief when he talked about his encounter with Bigfoot and his girlfriend, uh, when he had his encounter, when he had Bigfoot on the bank, and when it screamed and growled, and it and the growl was so loud, and it knocked his girlfriend out of the boat the John boat, right? Not a big boat, but just say a John boat. That is, to me, sounds like inference sound, right? Because he said it went through him and it was like, I, I, I don't want to quote him, but like something turned up on, on a soundstage to like level 12 on a base. I think that's what he said, but don't quote me. But it hit with such force, you know, the energy did. And then it wasn't, I don't know, I don't, ladies and gentlemen, don't quote me, but it was months after that she passed away from a heart attack and she was healthy. That doesn't make any sense. Now, we're trying to figure out with people that's been hit with infrasound, you know, we're noticing, and this is not proven, and ladies and gentlemen, this is just theories and being theoretical here. Is it any related to people with having many strokes, seizures, heart attacks, 
or any other medical problems. Now, we are noticing with people that have portals on their property that we're seeing with cattle uh, that are having issues with health, uh, dying uh, heifers, young cattle that are dying. And we're also seeing cattle that are staying away from certain property, edges of property that are supposed to have portals or these energy fields. Uh, example, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, where they had that cattle mutilation that one year. And that cattle laid there for, or that cattle laid there for over a year and the flies wouldn't even touch or any animal wouldn't even touch it. And they had weird radiation levels and weird electromagnetic fields around that area. And all the cattle would not go to that area. The cattle will stay away from that part of that uh, acre or that land, right? So there's a lot of questions around there and that's unexplained. Hopefully Russ will come back. So there are a lot of theories out there, but how can we scientifically Yes, no, animals do know, you're right. How can we scientifically prove that? Because when something, and we covered this on one of the other shows, when an animal has been mutilated in some force and fashion, and another animal does not remove that carcass, buzzards, turkey, buzzards, whatever, nature does not reclaim an animal. There is something wrong, right? There is something that is not natural. And when animals do not gaze or graze on that particular part of land and they stay around and away from there, then yes. And right, Gary, a dog or brown springs laid there and to rot it. Right. You're absolutely right, Gary Spike Sr. And I agree with that comment. So, so there are a lot of theories, right? So, uh, we had a psychic, uh, person with abilities in Australia that had, has a portal on her property and she was losing a lot of calves and, uh, and she had to rearrange her feeding stations and her bales of hay because the, the energy fields were causing health problems. So. There are a lot of theories going around, but I think with some other people that have PhDs and MDs and so forth that are playing and dipping into the cryptid field are kind to swinging in with the infrasound that there are probably some relations or correlations that are having some medical issues related in some form or fashion. I, I think they're right, and I do concur with that. Because if, if they want to cause damage, they can, right? If they want to hit you with infrasound down to make you to lose your bowels, you, they could. If they want to cause permanent damage, they could. And if they don't want to, and they did by accident, it could happen. So uh, they actually did that to us, didn't they? Was it, where was that? The government did that. They used a frequency. And all the people, was it the Saudis or Arabis? They, they thought God was talking to them, and they laid down the weapons. 
they broadcasted on our frequency and they thought yeah. God was talking to them. They, everybody's like, oh, God's talking to me. I'm laying down my weapons and we're not fighting anymore. And it was called the God complex right. or, or God something that you, somebody had to fact check me on that. Uh, animals either uh, diseased or something else is wrong. So it was weird, Eric. Yeah. So uh, so when nature doesn't reclaim something, uh, it's very interesting. That's why you don't see bears or deer, deer remains and stuff like that. Uh, so because uh, there are farms or uh, certain locations in the United States, uh, especially for human remains, how nature reclaims forensics so we can study how nature reclaims during different climates so we can know how long a body is out there in the elements and also time-lapse cameras to, to record that and also with uh, animal remains too and how things yeah. are scattered, animals take and, and scatter remains out in the wilderness as well. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah, God frequency. Thank you, Eric. Yes, the God frequency. That is correct. Thank you. So 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 the government knows about it. So yes, thank you for fact checking me. I, I couldn't remember what it was called. Yes. So it is, and and I think that is plausible. Hmm. Funnily enough, uh, you were just saying about farms and in, in you know people having problems uh, and what have you. Well, I came across um, something very strange last year and an area what I've been looking at where there's been one or two things seen there. There's been um, an haunted figure. There's been flying saucers that have landed. There's been flying saucers that have crashed. But Near this area, this is in a place in North Wales. Near this area, there was a farm. And I was talking to somebody who, who rang me up because I've been in the paper talking about this, this crash of this um, flying saucer. And did anybody see it? And, and he said he hadn't seen it, but he knows of the area. He's worked around that area, and what is what he went on to say was quite bizarre. He says that there was a massive big farm building there. He says, and uh, there was like um, a farmhouse, and then a row, a block, um, a building, and a large car park, which could accommodate about 80 cars and he says i've never known any farm in the uk great britain england wales where there's a farm that would if a car would be driven by one person and there's a car park for 80 people he doesn't know of anybody right yeah any farm that employs 80 people right he says even if there was some um, growing fruit say and there was pickers the pickers usually 
in this country live in caravans and it's like seasonal. So you, you'd never have 80 people in a cat, you know, a, a car park for 80 people. And the farm itself, the area wasn't that big. So what were these cars doing and what was this area? Right, yeah. What was they actually doing? That's interesting. Because nobody, nobody had seen any of them working there. Nobody had seen any farmers working there. You know what I mean? So Sounds like, like what a cover all... then. Yeah. And it was really quiet near this area where there'd been flying saucers that had landed on a number of occasions. One occasion at this area, I was talking to somebody on the phone and there was somebody at his house who was a fireman and he had a call on his um, one of these bleepers, pages they used to be called back then, and it paged him and he says, I'm going to have to go. I've been called away. Something landed in the middle of this road. Right, and the thing is, he actually told my friend that it was some kind of unknown craft, and they had I don't know how many what they called um, services, 13 services out, um, which means uh, appliances, which means a fire truck. But it's in a rural area. They had, they had to call to three different counties to get 13 different appliances there. Huh. Why would you need 13 appliances? Do they think it crashed or something? Or they didn't well, the know it crashed. The night crashed because my friend went out in his 4 before and he got turned back by uh, the police and by military. Oh wow! Because this this chap who was the the firefighter, what is in Ewing from work? Is that anywhere at his house? When he got the pager, when he got the you know the call, it bleeped him and told him, you know, there's been a, an incident. You know, can you get down to this location? And he knew there was something suspicious, so he went and the, the police and then the military were there turning all the cars back. You can't go down this road. So, you know, wow. and this is where this, the, the reason why I'm, because it's right next to this area, this farm, you know, sort of like where there's 80, a car park for 80 people, you know, sort of like, and the thing is, he said that he'd seen, you know, sort of like quite a number of people, you know, right there. Um, he'd, he'd seen 
quite a number of people there. And he said, the thing is, he's still to this day, you know, sort of like couldn't understand why there'd be 80 cars parked in this area because he couldn't see what they were doing. You know, sort of like they weren't out in the fields or anything as such. And, you know, if it doesn't equate to 80 people being parked there, to 80 people being on this area, on this farm area, in the fields or, or going out, you know what I mean? So how comes he says, every day he went past there, he says, and every day you had the same number of people in the, those cars and you never, ever saw those people out doing jobs. And he said, but the thing is, what was the doing inside this big building? Right. So I said, you know, I mean, if, if I mean, and he said it was a big building, but he says, you know, um, it'd have to have been huge, you know, to have 80 cars in, one person a car, so that'd be like 80 people, you know, you, you can milk, I don't know how many hundred cows a day, just by a, a couple of people going round, you know what I mean? It'd have to be a, a mega, it'd have to be a mega installation to have 80 people inside, you know. And the thing is, they couldn't see the the, the cattle, they couldn't see, you know, the, the, the big enough area. So it's a mystery. So this is funny because some people are talking about, um, like with Sasquatch, in some of these areas where there's um, woods, but right next to lush land where there's um, rivers, the streams, and there's quite a lot of crops growing, you know, sort of like, so there's crops growing that might be vegetables, you know, sort of like, and might be fruits and what have you. So, you know, there's um, areas where Sasquatch Bigfoot, you know, sort of like could, um, if they wanted to eat that type of food, you know, sort of like, um, or um, vegetables, or if there were, um the 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 other places where there's orchards apples pears and what have you there's there's all that sort of like food there as well and what comes around to these areas of course deer and other animals wanting right. to eat you know and the farms are there and what people have been saying is that they've noticed you know, sort of like some of these farms have seemed to have been bought off by, uh, bought, I should say, by the government. And the government are sort of like not using them. So this is another thing where there's a lot of this, you know, like lovely lush land where there's um, there's been farming fruit and vegetables and all sorts and it seems like they've been bought out 
and they don't seem to be doing anything with the land. That's interesting. And I've heard from a, a, a number of people uh, have said that there's uh, there's been um, a lot of Sasquatch around and some of these farms are sort of like whether they've made a nuisance of themselves coming on the property, I, I don't know. Um, you know, so what? So what's going on? So we're we're getting reports that uh, over here that people are are getting reports that we're getting hot bed areas, right? Hot spots of activity, and the spots where they're located are being burnt out. The the woods are being burned. So. That's well, if, you, if you go back to earlier this year, what have we had? You know, sort of like um, talks of all these fires. So, well, they're doing it then, it is, you know, this year. Yeah, you, know, uh, you, you got Bigfoot in UK, uh, Woodsman, Harryman. Uh, well, you got them in your churches over there carrying clubs. Uh, the y'all have them back there. Gosh, y'all got history with the woosman. Isn't that what y'all yeah, call them over there? Yeah, there's lots, quite a lot of names for them, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, there's there's quite a few different names for them, really. But, um, you, 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 you know, we're not getting them as much there's a, a few staggered areas. You know, there's one uh, near, you know, a big city, Birmingham. And there's um, there's an area there where there's, um, you know, sort of like said to be some of these creatures hanging around. Um, whether you put them down to dogmen, uh, Bigfoot, which some people have said, yeah. Some people have said dogmen. Um, and there's been all sorts of other strange creatures seen, which, um, you know, sort of like, yeah, you know, sort of like, uh, it could be true, you know, it, it could be true. You just don't know, but that is just in, in, in one uh, place, you know. Then we've got Scotland. We've got quite a lot going on up in Scotland. Around here, you know, we've had um, these sightings of something, you know, um, just what it is remains to be seen. Some people have called um, a dog man. Some people say it could be um, a werewolf. I know that just, um, I think it's about three mile up the road, that there's um, an area where there's a, a Flixton werewolf where I live. That was supposed to have been seen um, apparently all the way down to a hull. Wow. And uh, that had a smell about it. Um, and I, one, of, uh, one of the chaps that does um, the dogmen um, and cryptic um, groups, he was talking about it and he said, you know, do you remember... They'd called it, it was something to do with like sulfur. 
stinky or something. Um, this um, this wolfman, this werewolf. Um, I'll, I'll have to try and get him on the show um, one week. One, you know, sort of like because um, he's, he's a good chap to talk to. Yeah, and then we've great. got Scotland. We've got North Wales. We've got all sorts of strange creatures um, that have been seen around North Wales. And we've got, of course, people that have said that they've seen aliens. When I were looking into um, a, a, a big report of uh, the Berwyn Mountains, this famous uh, case, when I were um, looking for information, I had information, people saying, well, we don't know much about that, but we can tell you that there's people that have been seeing aliens in the village, in one or two villages. So, you know, sort of like that is something that uh, I had problems with my computer, then um, I lost a lot of information and then the person just seemed to sort of like disappear and sort of like not tell us any more about, you know, um, these um, incidents with people being, um, well, apparently abducted by aliens as well. So that is something, um, because I've had so much to do and because it's been hectic, uh, oops, what with one thing and another, um, with hospital appointments and all sorts, you know, sort of like uh, illness, injury, and and then problems with uh, the computer, you know, sort of like, and then losing contact. I need to get back in contact with some of these people. In fact, really, um, now, I would say I've got to really get into the swing of things and to really get on because, you know, sort of like chasing some of these stories up, you know, from people that have said that they've seen aliens, people that have said that they've heard that uh, people in their village have been abducted, you know. And um, so that's what, you know, sort of like I'm, I'm looking at doing next. But the problem is, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, Sir uh, Grizzly, right, yeah? I've got a lot, but I'm supposed to be doing this third book, um, which I haven't been well enough, really, 100%, um, to, to, to even get it properly started. And, um, you know, sort of like... So what I'm going to have to do is really put my foot down and have a go at uh, getting some more information, you know, get some more right. information out there, you know? Yeah. But Absolutely. it's one of these things, you know, it's one of these things. It's easier said than done, you know? Um, and I feel sorry for a, a lot of the people in the subjects that are investigating because I know over here in the UK, um, you know, the expense of getting round and traveling, investigating, you know, sort of like reports and sightings of 
cryptics and UFOs and aliens, you know, sort of like uh, eating the roof, you know, yes. the, the, the gas, the petrol, diesel, you know, sort of like, and then, you know, sort of like we're talking about people going ghost hunting, you know, how much it costs to go ghost hunting and, and what have you. And, you know, like something like $50, $60 a per person, you know. So there's a heck of a lot of cost involved. And, and I, don't think, I don't think some people understand, you know, sort of like, um, you know, just how much it costs, you know, like just to be an investigator in this subject. Yeah, it does. You know? Subscription fees, advertising fees. It adds up. And you I mean, know, and I appreciate everybody that donates and, and helps and like no and Barb and Bob and yeah. La and everybody, you know, it just Brian and Eva and Eva and all of them. It just yeah. it all adds up. It really does. Oh, it does. I mean, I used to have um, a, a website. And the website, you're looking at £1,000 a year, you know, like um, because I used to have it um, made for me and can't afford that anymore. You know what I mean? Stanley Stones wants to know, do you got an underground military base you think that building is, you think? Oh, yeah, that's that's one of the things, Standing Stone. Yeah, that is one of the things um, what we've surmised. Because it all fits into um, a famous case called the Bearwee Mountains over here in uh, North Wales. And, um, I mean, you'd be surprised around here, the, the, the things that are around here, you know, military bases, underground bases, secret facilities, secret um, naval facilities, naval intelligence and, and, and what have you. You just would not believe it. And they're right next to crash landing sites. You know, you just wouldn't believe this. You couldn't make this up, but we've got a video of a, a UFO that has landed and we've been over. Me and uh, Mike's girlfriend went over and uh, she's brilliant. She can, she'll find a way around anywhere. You know what I mean? And um, I pinpointed it, and she said, oh, we'll, get, we'll get to it. We were there in half an hour. We were there. She was parked over the area, and she said, that's where it came down there. I said, you're right. It is. Wow. But we have to be careful because it's an area where there's log cabins where people go for holidays, and it's just next door. It's just next door to this um, camping site. But you can see the thing when it landed and it lights up and it moves ac across um, to these um, trees. And then my friend, I'm talking to him on my mobile and he's there filming out of his window. He's hanging out 80 foot up of his window, right, here, from a big dormer, big dormer window in these flats. And he's filming. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to have to come in now. Well, she said, my nose is bleeding. <laughs> he's been dandling 80 foot up from a window. <laughs> wow. And he says, 
And that's surprised. That's surprised his nose is bleeding. You know, but he's filming. Everything he's talking about, what he's just done, and his nose bleeding, he's there. And you can see him on camera talking. You know, and that's right next to, we've got an area. I won't mention it because it's a secret military facility, right, yeah? So I won't mention it because I don't want it to, to get us into trouble or anything. Right. But it's in Scarborough, and it's it's known, I suppose. A lot of people know about it. Um, but we don't want to shove people's noses in it, if you know what I mean. Right. But it's where there's been this landed and a number of other craft over the years have landed not half a mile from this facility. Wow. And that's not hearsay because I've got the video. But the problem is, um, at the moment, I've got three videos that are pending to be scrutinised and looked at and to go into this, um, uh, some of it's going on with media. So I'm just waiting now. Um, but it's one of these things where I've made a decision, I told you the other night, that I'm only going to wait so long and then one night I'm going to do a special with us talking and show video footage. If, if you see what I mean, right. so that it's not, you know, so you're going to be talking and people can, they can come on and they can actually, you know, like tonight, they can basically put comments up and, and what have you, you know, um, and I feel that that's the way forward, you know, sort of like, uh, to be honest. So, but, uh, you know, there's, um, there is areas around here and uh, there's, you know, to be quite honest, there is quite a few um, bases. There's an old base where there's talk of, um, you know, occult goings on, um, people being killed and stuff. Um, and it's been in the, it's documented in the papers though. And I've been over once and I went round this area and I got a real bad vibe from it. Wow. And when I get a bad vibe from something, usually I, I'll either jump in with both feet or I will get the hell out of there. And I, I said to my friend, you know what? I'll stay up here. I don't want to be going down, you know, through those big doors, down into that uh, underground base and what have you. I'm quite all right where I am. Wow. You know? But, uh, yeah, I think there is a lot of underground bases, you know. I think there's a, a number of uh, underground bases around the UK, obviously, you know, and a number of places uh, where I've actually um, witnessed and videoed you know, craft, when we've gone back and we've looked, you know, sort of like there's definitely, you know, UFO activity and there's what you would call bases. Where I were abducted, uh, 
there's a, a, a massive big base. And I didn't realize until I went back and uh, I said to my girlfriend, me at the time, that there is um, US stroke UK military base. And it looks like some out of Star Wars. There's all these um, big balls in this massive area, like white and silver balls and, and stuff, you know, like for, um, I think it was Star Wars Project and, and what have you. All these antennas sticking up. It looks like something out of a city in Star Wars, honestly. Wow. You know, you won't believe it. You really won't. But, uh, you know, like I say, I, I think uh, what's needed is a, a little bit more footage and, um, you know, talking about some of the areas so people can actually get, uh, get to grips with why these areas are important, why these uh, areas have been called, um, you know, hotspots, capitals. Although I'd seen something in the paper the other day and it was saying about UK's hotspots and areas. But the problem is, and this is what they don't seem to understand, there's people like me that no longer report Right, yeah. No longer report UFOs because after you've been doing it so many years, who am I going to report it to? I'm one of the head investigators in UK. Who am I going to investigate? You know, send my investigations to. You know what I'm saying? Who am I going to report it to? You know, there's nobody in. You know, like before we used to have this so-called um, UFO hotline from you know sort of like whitehall you know for ufo reports where 25 years ago you could ring in and you could report ufos and then it got where you couldn't ring in anymore and then you had to send everything by email right and then they closed it down right so so there's a lot of people, if you think about it, like me, I'm filming things. I'm filming things every night. I think I showed you on my mobile. Um, now, I don't even go out as such with my camera, which is a pity, you know. Anyway, I won't go into it, but for health reasons. But um, so once I get that sorted out, hopefully I'll be able to go out more. But I'm looking right, yeah. I'm looking every every day, you know, sort of like um, at, um, say for instance, uh, video footage, right? And um, oh, that's good. Just realise something. I'll just show you this. I'll just show you this. This is just one thing. It's. Some people like this. Some people say, oh, it's nothing. Here we go. Are you ready? Hang on. Where are we? Where are we? Here we go. 
You see that? <laughs> it flew across the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just one, you know, that's just one little clip, but I thought I'll show you a fast clip of something that you so I'm I wanted to show you know sort of like a, a few different uh, clips and what have you, um, longer clips, and I'm I'm trying to find a way to I can do it um, on me. What do you call it? If I uh, go to me present, so I've just learned how to do this now. So when when I do it and put everything to my computer, I can show it then on a, a screen, you know, like you do with your presenting. So you can see the bigger picture without me messing about showing you on my, on my phone that way. Danny Stones, when he know, what do you think about Nick Pope? No comment. No comment. There we go. But... Oh. Um, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, um, what we've got to do, we've got to, you know, sort of like um, what you've got to remember, right, yeah, that you can't tell somebody who's seen a UFO, seen a flying saucer, seen a spacecraft, seen an alien, and being abducted, you know, sort of like, as I'm a, what you call a, an abductee, super soldier, call it what you want, right, yeah? I'm not interested what anybody from the government, what, whoever it is, right, yeah, says. I'm not interested in their opinion, because their opinion, you know, so I, I, I'm going to say something, but I don't want to bring the show down. To that kind of level but you know so everybody's got an opinion but the the problem is it doesn't matter whether you're in the military in the government or whatever right yeah if you haven't had it happen to you you haven't seen a craft you haven't seen an alien you haven't been abducted you haven't been put into a military unit right yeah how do you know anything about that subject you might have worked at a desk right here collecting information about ufos and what have you but the thing is if it hasn't happened to you you haven't seen you haven't witnessed how, how do you know you've got no voice as far as i'm concerned you've got no voice in the matter you know what i'm saying and especially if you're working for the government, you're not somebody that I'm interested in speaking to. Because, you know, what's the saying? And it's the same old saying, we can neither confirm or deny. I can confirm. I can't deny. It's as simple as that. So what people have got to realise is stop making Stop putting these people on pedestals, right, yeah? Stop putting these people on uh, pedestals that work for the government, military, it doesn't matter who they are. 
Because the thing is, if it hasn't happened to them, they can't talk about it. And if they talk about it, they're talking about something that they don't know about. You know what I mean? So it's like, why would I? Why would I be interested in what some somebody who works in a in an office thinks about what he hasn't seen, hasn't witnessed? You know what I mean? Anyway, if you see what I'm saying, you know. Talk to the people that have seen these things, that have videoed them. Because there's some people that will tell you they've been doing this for 10 years, 20 years. You ask them for any evidence, any photographic evidence, video, and they've got nothing. They can tell a good story, and they might have wrote a couple of books, you know, sort of like they might have wrote a couple of books before they wrote books on that subject, which always makes me wonder, you know, hmm. So you're an author and then about other things and then you're an author about this subject now. All right. That always sets alarm bells off. You know what I mean? So like I said, it's a case of I'm not knocking anybody. All I'm saying is there's people and you see them going to these conferences and, oh, you know, sort of like look at so-and-so. Big deal. Have they seen anything? Have they videoed anything? Have they been abducted? No. Oh, okay then. Well, what are they doing on these shows? What are they doing on these shows talking about something that they've never seen? They've never witnessed. They've never experienced. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's ludicrous, isn't it, really? If you think about it, you know, um, it's... But that's that's just it. You see, the problem is that um, I think a lot of these programs are run by the government and they put their own people in. You know, I mean, I was watching one. There's a guy who's been working at Skinwalker Ranch. Have you seen this guy? He's been working at Skinwalker Ranch, right, yeah? But yet he's been working for another company and he was told, you can't tell the people that you're working for that you're doing any of this with us, right, yeah? And then all of a sudden, he comes in this series, he comes and tells everybody, well, I've been working and doing this, in, you know, um, for this company, and uh, I could have uh, gone to prison if I'd have told you. Personally, myself, would I have sat down with him and worked with him again? after he'd told me and the rest of the crew that he'd been doing something, you know, sort of like with another company and he wasn't told, it was told not to tell them, would you work with him? Would, would you, Grizzly? Wow. I, haven't, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, but would, if somebody had said that they'd been working, you know, on the side for another company and you were told not to tell the rest... That's secrecy. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's like conflict of interest to me, yeah. but I haven't watched it. Yeah, well, I, I want to talk to him. I'd, I'd turn around and say, you know what? No. I would say I would say something in broad Yorkshire, but I better not. I'd say no, thank you. You know, sort of like there's no chance 
there's no chance I would sit down and entertain that guy ever again. You know? But that's just me. You know? But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, they were saying... He knows uh, the place that we're talking about, um, Standing Stones. <clears throat> oh, um, I think he says something. Um, one of the places is just outside the Berwyn Mountains, um, Standing Stone. In fact, um, you know, it's, it's quite away from there when I think about it. Well, it isn't, it isn't. Um, you might have heard of it. It's a place called Orshoe Pass. It's a place called Orshoe Pass. And uh, I have got a, an actual, I've got an audio tape, right, yeah? I've got an audio tape where I'm talking to the fire service, I'm talking to the Coast Guard, I'm talking to the ambulance department, and I'm talking to the police, right, yeah? And I'm, I'm ringing them asking if they can tell us, you know, and fire service, you know, like, what's going on uh, this area? Something was seen to come down and land. And I'm not joking. Did it get heated? Did that conversation get heated? And the people that I played it to were laughing their heads off. Because I run rings around them. Because there's one asking me, well, why would you ring us? You know, um, and I said, well, this object was seen coming in from the sea. This was the Coast Guards. And he said, why would you ring us? I said, I'm ringing all emergency services up, right? So I said, because yours is on the edge, right? Yeah, the Coast Guard. So you're on the coast. This thing was seen coming in, right, yeah, from uh, the west, east, right. So, obviously, it's come in. The only place it could have come in from, right, yeah, was the sea. So, this Coast Guard turned around then and says, oh, well, we was told, um, what did he say? He said something really silly, like, the police told us. And I said, I said to him then, wait a minute, why did the police ring you? You've asked me why, why I've rung you about something flying that's coming from the sea and you're the coast guards. Why has the police rung you about the same thing? And you know what he did? You know what the Coast Guard did that I was speaking to? Hung up on you. Yeah. Predictable. And we were laughing. Then I spoke to the police and they turned around and they says, oh, it was um, a practical joke. It was a hoax. And I says... But there were 13 fire appliances out there. How do you know that? I said, because I've rung all the departments. I said, all the different uh, um, fire services. 
I says not only in Wales, in Liverpool and uh, Chester, you know, Cheshire, Chester. Oh, right. So then she realised that I'd been researching it properly, so she knew that I'd rung around and I had been asking. And she said, well, all as I can tell you is, she says that uh, we was told that uh, it's just a hoax. And let's leave it there. So I said, okay, then, well, thank you very much for your time. So, you know, sort of like, I have got, Grizzly, I have got a box, which is three foot um, by two foot, and it's two foot high, no, one foot high, maybe just a bit higher, of audio tapes, right? Yeah, going back 25 years from all the calls that I've made, right, yeah? All the calls that I've taken from UFO reports and all the phone calls that I've made investigating each UFO report. Wow. And when you when you listen, you know, sort of like, and when a desk sergeant tells you something and he's reading, he's reading from his uh, computer screen, and he goes, uh, oh, um, that's uh, um, official freedoms at um, official freedoms, uh, freedom of information, official secrets act. Oh, that's a strange one. You don't want to know about that. When I've just rung him and asked him about something that had been seen on that day at that time in, in, in that area that he's looking at, and he reads that. Oh, um, that's a strange one. You don't want to know about that. And I said, I think that's, that's, oh, well, I can't talk about it. So I already know that something has happened. And you know what that something that happened was? Do you know what it was? It was the flying saucer that had landed, right, right next to that uh, caravan park. Right, so that's when you put two and two together. He's filming this thing that's landed next door to this caravan park, right, in this field. I've rung and told him the location, the time, and what it was, these strange lights. He's looked, and then he's told me that that's what it says on his internal message board, right, yeah? That's what's come up. So obviously something did land. So that means that video, what I'm talking about, is something special. Right. Yeah, you see, and this is a difference. This is a difference because I can do this on a number of occasions. I can I can just go have a look now and I can uh, go into my files and I can talk to you about something that had been videoed, a UFO report, video evidence as well, accompanies it, and then the audio tape that goes with it from when I've investigated. So you've got the paperwork, you've got the video, and then you've got the audio. 
So the thing is, and I've I've got that with most of my cases. Most of the and a lot of the cases are the things that me and a couple of friends are videoing. You know? Right. It's like it's what we're videoing. So, you know, sort of like and other people, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's a case of that's a lot of evidence. You know, it's, 20, it's going back nearly 30 years now. You know what I mean? So, like I say, that's why I think maybe, um, you know, putting up um, something a, a little bit different and, uh, you know, sort of like uh, having video footage and talking about it and having people... You know, sort of like coming in and look at the the footage and see what they think. You know, yeah, uh, that'd be great. I think it's a way to go. You know, I think it's a way to go. To be honest. So anyway, yeah. So what's new now then? What what uh, what's Grizzly doing next? I have no idea. Working on promos, working on shows, so. Going to take that, the rest of the night off and just do a couple promos for tomorrow and some advertising. And is it sausage and uh, what do you call it, sauerkraut tonight? Pigs in a blanket. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it might be um, wiener in a bath cake. Yeah, right. A wiener yeah. in a bum. We know yeah. <laughs> we've mustard and uh, ketchup on. That's right. Oh dear. Good show. Good show. Yeah, well, I hope uh, people uh, have enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, that that cracked me up listening about uh, Bigfoot and the cigar man. Yeah, it, 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 you killed me coming on the show and telling me about the school incident. Oh, yeah, that were at Flamingo Park. I'm sure it was Flamingo Park Zoo. Yeah, flipping heck. That was unbelievable. But, uh, yeah. So I'll be listening to your next uh, installment. That'll be good. Can't wait. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I will let you get back um, to your tea and uh, to doing... Uh, some of your other uh, things that you need to do for your shows and what have you. But, yeah, it has been a, a great show. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I hope people uh, have got something out of that. If uh, if there's anything anybody wants to know and if anybody wants to come on a show, just let us know, you know, and they can uh, always, you know, sort of like uh, come on and uh, talk. And if you've got anything... If you've had a UFO report or a dogman, you know, sort of like a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, always nice to listen to other people's views as well. Absolutely. So then, yeah, I will say thanks again and good night. God bless to everybody. And, uh, good night. We'll see you. Thanks, ya. Grizzly. It has uh, Thank been you, a sir. great show.